Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Best Scott Beats, sponsored by Adoption at Heart. My name is Luke Hatfield. Today, I'm joined as ever by the man in the know regarding Walsall, Mr. Joe Edwards. Joe, how are you today? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. It's uh, it's a Friday. It's yeah. uh, we're on the eve of hopefully uh, a Walsall win at the Banksy Stadium, mm-hmm. and. Um, I said last week, are you are you a glass half full or a glass half empty kind of guy after the Exeter game? I'll, I'll ask you the same question. Are you, are you a glass half full or glass I'm half al- empty? I'm always a glass half full, mate. Glass I'm an half optimist. full. I'd probably say I'm a glass half empty kind of guy, but um, <laughs> no. But we've we've Warsaw. I see, I see more positives. I'd say than negatives at the minute. Hopefully, mm. if you ask me that same question after Salford as well, I'll give you the same answer. But um, I'm all right. I've got, um, I've I've been, you know, playing a bit of golf. Uh, I've been, what else have I done? I just, you know, just live, living, living life. Having a Nando's. We were just speaking about Nando's off air. I had one last yeah. week talking yeah. about what heat that we like. Me and you, uh, we're, medium. We're, medium we're, is the answer. We're medium guys. Yeah. Um, anything more than that, really, I think, would be dangerous territory. Um, <laughs> <laughs> dangerous territory. Dangerous indeed. territory. So we're medium Nando's guys, and we're going to talk about some nice, some pretty, pretty nice stuff we Warsaw. Yes, there's still frustration there, but. Fingers crossed, touching uh, touching the wood as well. Yeah, that's it. We've got <laughs> some right. we've got some mains coming up. We've got some sides. Um, yeah. Oh, a bit, bit of halloumi. I like I like, like a bit of halloumi. Yeah. Mm. My missus loves halloumi. I loves it. I I like the, if anybody listening has been to a hungry horse pub and yes. has had the f- fried halloumi. It's almost like served on like a bed of peppers mm. and onions, and you need to have like a lemon and pepper dressing, and then served with either a, a choice of whatever what's the side you want. But I tend to go for the the fries and the sticky rice. Oh, oh yeah, oh, perfect, perfecto, brilliant. If, if if you're going to a hungry horse pub. If you go on a Tuesday as well, they're only about five ninety five each. So that's my mm. uh, that's my insider tip. <clears throat> I'm gonna. Uh, that's not bad. That's not bad. Um, I'm just. I've just come up with something completely off the top of my head. Before we get going, yes. what's your go to Nando's order? And what we're gonna do is, I'll, I'll give you mine. You give me yours, and we'll rate each other's. Okay. So okay. mine, butterfly burger, medium, peri chips, broccoli, three wings on the side, and a refillable drink. Yeah. Okay. I'll- I'd give that a solid seven. Seven. I, 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 it's just that ordering the broccoli, like what? You need some greenery, mate. Yeah, do, do you? Do you need greenery if you go into Nando's? Oh, you definitely. Do you just need something to break it up? I got all that chicken. I got the peri chips. Mm. I got my drink. I just, I just need you know something that is relatively healthy. Need, I need healthy food. You want... <laughs> You don't need that. Okay, um, what would what would you go for? My classic order is um, chicken thighs, medium. Started um, strong. Um, garlic bread. Oh, you're going downhill a little bit. And peri chips. And too, refill- too many too re- many carbs, man. 
carbs and meat and carbs is you got potato and bread meat and potatoes that I'm a meat and potatoes kind of guy yeah yeah, yeah. but why, why why are you throwing bread in there well cuz cuz it's it, I'm not going out for a meal for it to be healthy I'm going out for it to be tasty and that's what that is true uh, I I used to have a friend who ordered double chips. Didn't like any of the other sides. Just went double chips. <laughs> I always thought that was a bit bold. Or, or people who go for chips and mash. Oh, you're thinking, come on, it's like potato I know, overload. I know someone who has garlic bread and mash, and they like spread the mash on the garlic mm, bread. That's a bit. That's a bit risky, isn't it? Yeah, and then they put both garlic breads on top of each other and make like a potato sandwich. <laughs> It's 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 very bold. <laughs> is this you by any chance? Absolutely just, not. Just when you're not feeling the broccoli. Absolutely not. <laughs> I would never. Tr- I would never order Nando's without Perry chips. Put it that uh, way. Perry um, chips are a staple. Um, that's interesting. <laughs> For the listeners, if the listeners want to, you know, want to submit uh, their their classic Nando's order, then I'll happily rate them as well. Yeah. Um, no international break for you. No international break. No rest for the for the wicked. No. no Carl Rushworth for you. Carl Rushworth gets to go off enjoy international break. Well, I say it's a break. He's doing work. Yeah. But um, yeah, not not the case for you. Um, so while well, some reporters get the get the time off, I say off very loosely. Yeah. You're still there covering covering the Saddlers. Oh, I I actually prefer it. Um, I used to do international breaks. Obviously, when covering wolves, and they can be, from a journalist's point of view, a pain in the arse, really. Mm. Um, you no scra- press conferences. Yeah, no press conferences. All the players are away. Um, the manager is inevitably kind of either probably on holiday or gone home or whatever. So there's nobody really around. And if, if there's nothing happening, then you're really kind of scratching around for stories a lot of the time. But mm. thankfully, we Warsaw had a trophy game on 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 Tuesday, and then another press conference on Thursday morning, and and then we've got the game obviously uh, tomorrow. So there's plenty really, and um, I'd, I'd sooner have that to be honest. I think the the games in this job are, are what make it what it is. It's mm. um, you know, you kind of get through, not get through the week, but you do your stories in the week, or everything is geared around the game. Your analysis of games, your previewing games. You know, this podcast is talking about the football. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the to, to the Salford game, and as we say, I think Walsall have been threatening a win for a couple of weeks now. So fingers crossed, <laughs> tomorrow can be the day. Yeah, you're you're right, and let's catch up on the games um, since the last podcast. Um, we'll do them in chronological order. So let's start with Walsall one, Bristol Rovers two. It was all going to plan until the 79th minute, and then all of a sudden, Walsall just decided to stop defending defending corners. Yeah, that that was a, an atrocious defeat, to be honest, because um, Bristol Rovers were poor. And anybody mm. who, who was at that game on that day will tell you that as well. Um, they, they weren't up to much. Um, but Walsall sat off and sat off and invited pressure. And um, invariably, they, they conceded from, from set pieces, as, be, as has been a weakness 
all season. Um, there was just an air of inevitability about it all, to be honest. Especially but, after the first one goes in. Especially after the first one went in, it was just like, yeah, they're going to win this. Um, and Walsall just imploded. They they pressed the self-destruct button and um, no, they, they were really poor. They were really poor that day. I mean, there's been there's been some disappointing results, but I think that, you know, we've, with the Hartlepool away day, it was almost kind of, yes, they were really poor, but now we're near at it in terms of at the races. But there was mm. kind of, they got exactly what they deserved. As where with Bristol Rovers, yes, they got what they deserved because they defended so poorly. But Bristol Rovers hadn't really offered anything as where Hartlepool, on the other hand, probably could have won three or four on that day. Mm. So I think if you're looking at, in terms of uh, the most disappointing days of the season, I think Bristol Rovers was probably the worst one. But yeah. at least over the la- over the last two games, they've, they've picked it up somewhat. Yeah, and there's, I mean, this is a phrase I'm going to say a couple of times over the next um, couple couple few minutes or... or, or Fifteen minutes, maybe. Um, also, didn't take their chances. I mean, this is, and it's it. I mean, when you look at the highlights from the games against Northampton and Exeter, which we'll get onto, it's a bit of a trend. They had really good opportunities and just weren't taking them. Yeah, it's been a tr- it's been a trend all season long. That the one thing with them in the first few weeks of the season, you just did wonder where the goals were going to come from. Um, we, we've had this discussion before obviously George Miller has come in since then and helped um, bridge that gap but they create chances in every game they play and mm. good chances as well not just not just half ones not just kind of pot shots from range they are having joy against teams it's just as I say you're a glass half full or a glass half empty kind of guy because I think the bigger concern would be if they weren't creating chances at all and really just kind of scraping the way through games. Yeah. Um, you'd like to think that it will click properly um, sooner rather than later and they will start to convert more than they miss. Uh, teams are always going to miss chances, um, but it's about you know reducing those p- percentages really and, and making sure that they you know they they, they miss less and um, it, it, it's. I think Miller obviously got his two two at Exeter. He could have arguably had four on the day. Um, that there was a there was a, a breakaway late on where, where it wasn't necessarily a chance on goal, but Kieran Phillips has the opportunity to slip Tyree Shade in clean through, delays the passing, and instead looks for the other side. It's just those it's those final decisions um, mm. in in that final third where Walsall have been let down really. But um, that being said, I, I think for me, you know, still as much of a, much of a concern is is the defending um, because you, they, they scored twice at, at, at Exeter. It wasn't enough to win the game. They scored once, um, obviously at, at, at Northampton. What again wasn't enough to win the game in normal time. Um, in, they've still only kept one clean sheet um, in in the league, and that, and that needs to change. So. It's it's ruthlessness in both boxes. Yes, they're not taking chances, but they're not defending as as quite as they should either. Um, you know, they're they're not being cut open from. You know, they're not being carved open. Not teams aren't just playing through the thirds and and having loads of joy in behind. But it's those moments, especially from set pieces and from crosses, where Wilson have been found wanting. 
And what's behind that, do you think? Is it, is it a matter of, you know, maybe a lack of concentration? Is it something they can do in the training ground, in training sessions? What, what, what do you think is behind it? I think it's conviction and a bit of belief. I've, Taylor has referred to that a couple of times himself, and I think that is one of the, the primary issues, really. I think it's just having that wherewithal and that gumption to, to, to go and, w- and win a header. And it, I think they do seem to have a, a settled centre-half partnership now in a month and, and many years. That is That would be the one that I'd stick to. And give, just give them a run of games, and hopefully they can they can find their feet and start to work out that dynamic. Um, and then in terms of converting chances, I think yeah, the, the, it, there's an element of conviction about it. They're almost trying too hard at times. Um, I think they've just got to kind of let things happen a bit more naturally. Um, but I think Miller will score goals regardless. He's already on four. I'd imagine he'll as long as he's as he's with Walsall for the for the season then. Then he then he then he gets into double figures. Mm. So I don't think they're miles away. It's just those it's just those small margins and um, that that have that have cost them. And when you're down there, I guess at those that one chance you tend to present a team. I guess they tend to stick it away. You know that that's that's kind of how it's been for Walsall. They have been a, a little bit unfortunate, but equally a lot of their shortcomings have been their own doing and mm. um you know I don't think it's necessarily that they're they're falling short against teams. I think they've competed in every game that they've played really. probably bar the Hartlepool one, but there's been there's been flashes in every game where you know you thought this is a this is a, a capable team. Um but they just they've let themselves down a few times. So as we say that that's that's where they need to brush up. It's those moments in both in both boxes that are the key. Mm. And you touched on it there with set pieces. Do you think it's getting to the point where the back line maybe they can see the corner and they think, oh, oh no, it's a corner. No, it's, it's in their heads a little bit. <laughs> I think so, and I think there is something to be said about the amount of corners that they've conceded. Um, they 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 have conceded a lot of corners against Bristol Rowers. I think was it ten corners that they had, and then con- scored from two. So if you if you concede in ten corners in a game, there's probably a chance that you're going to concede from at least one of them. So they've got to try and. They didn't have a corner of their own that game. Yeah, they're crazy. Uh, th- there's been a, a a tendency when they've had their lead. They don't con- they don't convert that second chance or that third chance. And then, as a result, they kind of they kind of pull themselves back in, and then end up kind of defending their their box, and then conceding territory, conceding possession, conceding corners, and then inevitably it leads to goals conceded. So, I do think they've got to make the moments when they're in, on topping games more. You know, they've got to make those count. Um, but yeah. It, it's it's not just the forwards. It, it's not just the defenders. It, it, it's a it's a combined effort. And mm. um, as long as they both sharpen up, then it should lead to to more wins on the board for Warsaw. Yeah, and one game which probably should have been a win was was the Exeter one. Um, two all, Joe. A really bonkers game. I mean, it <laughs> went backwards and forwards, didn't it? Um, had a bit of everything. It did. It it, it was. It was all. All over the place, to be honest. It was um, 
I was a bit surprised because our Exeter would, were unbeaten at home going into it and obviously coming out of it as well. But they they weren't resolute and they weren't um, they didn't look all that organised. To be honest, they were quite open. Mm. It was quite end to end throughout the game. Um, they've got some good players. Exeter uh, Giovanni Brown caused Walsall you know problems for all afternoon and set up both goals. But Walsall equally could have been four to the good at half yeah. time. Yeah. It, it was crazy. Um, blustery conditions and it, which kind of I think hampered the game the more that it went on. But um, it was a game Walsall easily could have won. But on, in the same breath it was Walsall's old habits dying hard in that they were switching off for goals and mm. not not um and just just kind of giving teams a leg up really which which they which they have done um just kind of not quite tracking runners or being a bit being a bit statuesque when when crosses have come into the box and being slow to react um it was the good and bad of Walsall it, it almost summed up their season really that that mm. that, that game did of course, they're twenty first in the table at the minute. They haven't picked up enough wins, and that game really was a was evidence as to why they, they create chances. They look they look threatening, um, but they don't quite convert enough, and then they're letting sloppy goals. So, if they carry on doing that, then they'll they'll carry on being in, inconsistent and won't climb the table hugely. But um, they seem like a good group to me, and I I, I do hope that. That it will that it will click in the next few weeks. I'm 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 quietly optimistic. I'm not going to shout from the rooftops because it could make <laughs> they come back to bite me. Yeah, um, two penalties in this one, both nailed on for me. Um, I bet the only difference was Miller took his, uh, and Exeter, when given the opportunity, didn't. Yeah, I mean the Warsaw penalty was a bit strange. It was. They should have had one just before that, definitely. Mm. Uh, Joss Labadee was tripped in the box, and it was a Stonewall penalty if you've ever seen one. Don't know where the referee has missed it. He, he, I don't know if he's not seen the challenge or what his excuse was. Um, but it, it definitely should have been a penalty. I didn't watch the replays back of the one that they actually got given, but at the time, I thought it was soft. Uh, a little, I thought... I thought I thought the Exeter player was actually a touch unlucky. I thought he got a bit more of the ball than he did Keenan. Mm. But at the time, it seemed that the referee was almost, ah, I've, 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 I've buggered it up for the last one. I'll give this one. And it was all, it, it felt like... A makeup call. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it wasn't... Of course, two wrongs don't make a right, but I don't know if in his head at that time he thought, oh, I've messed up for the last one. Isn't it kind of a chance to give one? We'll give him, we'll give him this one. Um, yeah, and then obviously Walsall gave away one at the start of the second half. And that's been, an, that's been a frustrating theme as well. I mean, in, in, at Exeter, it took them to go behind in the fifth minute to kind of switch on. Mm. And then in the second half, they went went behind again. Straight, they're, they're starting halves a bit... In lacklustre fashion, lacking belief again, I think, um, it, and they're, and they're giving themselves hills to climb. So, yeah, there were two penalties in that game. They should have been 
free, perhaps you know with um, with a, with a Labadee one. That was a that was a penalty for me. I think the the Keenan one was a bit fifty fifty, but mm. um, yeah, that they are. If you're looking at positives, the hit that Miller converted that penalty, and then of course they scored all four from the spot against Northampton in the trophy. So. If they get one against Salford, you'd uh, you'd back them to take it. I think uh, we, mm. we've, we've how things are going at the minute. Yeah, and you touched on him there. Miller was brilliant again. He's a he's a good player. He's 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 um he's what you want from a number nine. That he'll sometimes Warsaw are guilty of looking for it too often actually because he has got pace and he will play off the shoulder. And he will run the channels. He'll look to kind of go in behind in that inside right channel, that inside left channel. And sometimes they are too guilty of clipping it long and just looking for him because um, mm. he can he can play to feet as well and spin off. So he's but he, he he's a clever striker. He's tenacious as well. I mean he's um, he's got quite a low centre of gravity about him. He's not the tallest lad, but he he he's he's got a bit of muscle about him. He's got a bit of and he, he will shrug defenders off. Um, so that combination of of, of, a, of a, I don't think he'd be Walsall's fastest player in terms of a, an out and out sprint. Mm. But but over that first three or four yards, I, I think he's as quick as anybody at the club. And uh, and that that turn of pace can get him get him in behind teams. And um, yeah, he's already on four goals, and I don't think he's really. Hit his stride yet? I mm. think I think he'll probably think that he's that he's got another level to reach because um, he he still had chances in other games which he's missed and perhaps snatched at a couple. There was one at Northampton where he went through one on one, could have made it two 0 after ten minutes and just put it straight into the keeper's hands. So I think he'll think that he can do more. And um, but he's already on four goals, so that that should bow well for Warsaw really. Yeah, and I suppose the only frust- well, it's not the only frustration from the game, but the the biggest frustration some might say is you know, Exeter. Where are they in the table? Sixth at the moment. Yeah. Um, he had a great opportunity to beat them and, and climb the table because if they had them extra two points, I mean, they'd only be what eighteenth or or well, they'd be a bit higher actually because of goal difference, seventeenth. But it would have put them in a really good position because it's. It's awkward because you look at the table at the moment and you look at Walsall and you say, oh, 21st, things aren't going well. But they are only six points off sixth. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they could easily have six six more points. Mm. Um, Scump Thorpe, they, they chucked it away at the end. You know, they could have re- easily won that game 1-0. Exeter, they could have, they could have won that game. Um, Newport, they conceded last minute to, to, to lose 2-1. Bristol Rovers, they, they imploded in the last 20 minutes. They could easily be six points better off, if not more. Mm. Um, so, if you're looking for crumbs of comfort, I think there, there there are some there. But equally, you've got to have the points on the board, and it's it's all good saying if buts or maybes that uh, they've got to uh, they've got to turn the performances into into points, and hopefully that that isn't too far off now. Um, j- just on the trophy, I mean, they're going well in that, and I know it's not. Um, Everybody's cup of tea. It, when you go to games, they've got a very low key yeah. <laughs> feel about them. They don't feel, you know, they they are they I think, almost. I think Charlton logged their lowest ever attendance at a trophy game the other day. 
Yeah, that that doesn't surprise me. They, they, they feel almost like glorified reserves matches, to be honest. Mm. But Warsaw are using it to, as a chance to kind of build momentum and... They played well against a, a league rival again in in, in Northampton the, the other night. Again, should have beat should have beaten them in no, in normal time. Um, but the first goal of the season for Emmanuel Osadebi, uh good, a, a, good finish as well. A good finish, yeah. It, it, it's a weird one with Emmanuel because he gets some stick, and I don't think he's been any worse than any. Than anybody else, really, so far this season. Yes, he, he has been a bit inconsistent, um, but there's a player there. Mm. Um, it, it, as you say, with that finish, it, it's a composed finish, and he, he does create things. He, it's it's again, it's just that kind of uh, trend for Warsaw's forward line as a whole. Really, it's that final pass. It's that yeah. whether he's having a shot or whether he's looking to lay it off. I think there are. Times, in, especially in Emmanuel's case, where he can shoot more often, he'll get onto the edge of the box. And for me, he'll look for the pass a bit too often. Um, I'd like him to perhaps take that responsibility on his shoulders. And yeah, you're not going to score every chance, but it's um, one of those where oh, I'm 25 yards out. I'll, I, I can, you know, I've got a net, I've got a chance to shoot here. I'll, I'll, I'll take the shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see a bit more of that from him. But, um, that trophy exercise was was pretty useful. Jack Rose playing between the sticks in in the absence of Carl Rushworth, which we'll come on to in a second. But um, yeah, I, that hopefully they they've just that Exeter draw. Yeah, it was frustrating because they should have won, but it was a point which on paper you would have taken. And then the trophy, they're top of the group in that after two games they've got one foot into the knockout rounds yes it's it's a bit of a poxy competition but it getting into the knockout rounds at least boosts the coffers a little bit as well mm. so um, there's positives and hopefully they as we say stand, stand Walsall in good stead ahead of the uh, class of 92 coming to town yeah yeah exactly Thinking of adoption? We have all the information you need at Adoption at Heart, your regional adoption agency for the Black Country. Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council, Dudley Metropolitan Borough Council and Sandwell's Children's Trust and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support, and are looking for re- to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book onto the next virtual information event? Visit www.adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates and to book your place. Or call 01902 Um You touched on him there, Carl Rushworth, um, and we mentioned it at the start of this podcast. Joe, um, called up to international duty at youth level, uh, deserved. Yeah, really pleased for him, really pleased for him. And as Matt Taylor said, it's a big deal for Warsaw. Yeah. Um, now he's only a lone player, but to have... To have that recognition, um, I mean, some of the listeners may be able to help us out, but I, 
I can't remember the last time a, a Warsaw player was playing for the England under twenty ones. It's got to be a fair few years, mm. um, and it's um, it, it's it's completely deserved. He, he's been fantastic since since coming in at Warsaw. He really has. As I've said before, he's um, his general shot stopping ability is as good as anybody I've seen. Um, that's going up to Premier League level. Um, his reflexes are really sharp. Um, naturally, being 20, he's got a bit of filling out to do and um, developing to do, but um, he won't be in League 2 beyond this season. And um, he, he's he's, be, he's been really good. He, he has been really good. And um, he, he, unfortunately, he wasn't in the squad for the Slovenia game on Thursday night. Mm. Um, they play Andorra on Monday. So... He could potentially be involved then. I think the guy who he replaced, Josh Griffiths, the Albion young kid, I think he yeah. was there pretty much as third choice um, or or at least second choice. Joe Bursic from Stoke seems to be their, their main keeper. So Rushworth may come back to Walsall having not played any minutes, but it'll still be all the better for the experience and the recognition in itself is a is a big deal for Walsall. There won't be many League 2 players um, that, are, that are playing for, for England under-21s or going away on international duty at all, to be honest, at, at, mm. over, this, over this break. So um, it, it's, it, it speaks volumes for, for how he's applied himself since joining Walsall. He hasn't thought he's above his station or anything like that. He Now, Walsall took a bit of a chance on him because... I think, you know, when he signed, I think I was I was of it, and you may have well been of it as well, Luke. They're thinking, oh, he might just be coming in to make up the numbers and just yeah. kind of get to know professional football and how it is to be in a senior dressing room. It looks like Jack Rose will be the number one, and he plays the trophy games. But no, he's been the out and out, you know, well, star of the team really so far. Um, mm. I think if you were picking the best player from the first ten, eleven games, I think. Ninety percent would say Carl. So um, he's he's been brilliant, and um, it's it's great recognition. He's 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 a good he's a good lad as well. I've spoken to him a few times, and you can tell he's got the right mentality. Um, talking about how he does those video sessions with Mike Taylor after every game, and highlighting mm-hmm. his flaws and highlighting his strengths, and um, not afraid to tell. Mike, what he thinks if Mike gives him a bit of stick, he'll he'll tell him no. I did it. I did it this way because I wanted to do it. And he, you know, he's um he's, he's a good lad. You've got to have that air of confidence as a goalkeeper. He's not arrogant at all. That you know, mate, don't that make that mistake. But he's he's a confident lad. He knows he knows his ability, and um, I think he has the potential to go really far. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd echo that. And regardless of what happens on international duty, whether he features or not, like you said, it will still be a brilliant experience for him. Yeah. Um, and hopefully he can continue improving. Um, I suppose the question is, you know, after such a good start, can Warsaw cope without him? Well, Jack Rose, um, he obviously played against Brighton when Rushworth couldn't play with it being his parent club. Yeah. And then he played against Northampton. And... I really like what I've seen from him in both games. Um, Do you think he's kind of trying to step up and show what case what he's about now that I, he's got like a legitimate, you know, not saying that Liam Roberts wasn't legitimate competition because he was, but, you know, someone who stepped up and, and really shone. Yeah, I mean, he's been unlucky really, I'd say, Jack. I think Jack 
but I know it's only two games, but based on what I've seen from him, I wouldn't have any qualms if he was the number one, really. Mm. Um, he looks like a very capable keeper. Um, he, he he made a string of of good saves against against Northampton, and obviously one in the in in the shootout, uh, a good save down quickly. He he looks just a solid all rounder to me. It doesn't look like he's really got any major weakness. He hasn't got that um, cat like reflexes, I guess that that Rushworth has, and that. Mm. You know, may just stand out quality. You'd argue, but he's he's a he looks polished in pretty much all areas. On I mean, Jack was with Southampton for a good, for a good number of years. So, yeah. so similarly, similarly to Carl, and now he's a local lad, Jack. But he um, he was with Southampton. He's been in that Premier League environment, and he's worked under you know top coaches and alongside top professionals. And I think that 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 shows. Um, He's obviously going to get the nod against uh, Salford, and it's not a, a a huge worry, really. I don't I don't think. I think naturally, if you had the choice, you'd probably pick. Well, you'd you'd pick Carl because of how, how brilliant he's been. But it's not something that you're really concerned about going into the game, based on what we've seen. Um, he he's got a good head on his shoulders, and and with with Jack as well. Albeit he hasn't had. Um, a lot of league football for his age. He's of a good age and he's been around and he knows what he's doing. I think he's 26, 27 now. Mm. So he's not one of these that he'll be coming in and maybe overawed by any of it. He knows he knows what it's all about. And um, he he he, seem, he seems a steady steady pair of hands to, to me. So um, I, I, I was really... Yeah, encouraged by his his performance, um, as as I imagine a lot of fans were uh, against Northampton, and um, yeah, no qualms about him coming in for Salford. I mean, if he could keep a clean sheet, as crazy as it is, if he keeps a clean sheet against Salford, he has the same number of League Two clean sheets as Rushworth. Mm. It's... I was, was going to say, I mean, does if he puts in another good performance against Salford, does does Carl walk back into that eleven? I think he probably does. I think he probably does because it's it's not as I say. If he'd have the same number of clean sheets, that's not through f- any really fault that Carl has had. I think Carl has, mm. you know, earned also points through the saves that he's made. Um, but it'd be an interesting dynamic if 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 Jack Rose comes in one League Two game, one League Two clean sheets. You can't really ask for much more than that. So while I think Carl would probably keep his place, he'd certainly have. Um, you know, Jack really breathing down his neck, and now's uh, you know one one performance out of line, and or one mistake, then you know he's got somebody uh, ready to really step in and take his place. Mm. Um, interesting, right? Um, couple points before we get onto questions, um, yes, and and ones which aren't you know things you you like to talk about, to be honest. Um, no. First one, Tyrick Wright, obviously on loan at Walsall uh, last season. Um, a teenager who sent uh, a racist message to him uh, has been sentenced to a referral order. Uh, so any breach of that uh, and he could be locked up. Um, I, I don't know how many times we've got to talk about racism in football, Joe. I seem like yeah. I talk about it almost on a, a weekly basis um, yeah. nowadays. And obviously it's um, a cause that needs addressing, um, needs to be talked about. Um and thankfully, it looks like you know progress is being made. We've seen the first person actually jailed over 
racist messages uh, to football players in in, in recent times. Um, but yeah, it's just a it's a real it's it's really frustrating when you see it. Obviously, you know it's, it's even worse for the for the player in question, um, and it's hard for me or you to comment on that because we won't have been victims of 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 racism. Um, I know I'm speaking for myself there, but I'd imagine it's the same for you. It's hard speaking yeah, as a yeah. as a white male in this in this circumstance, but it's a shame when you see someone so young doing this. Yeah, and I'd read the story and the. the the, this seventeen-year-old, they reckon he was of also of Caribbean descent as well, which mm-hmm. is which is, which is almost unfathomable. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, we we how long have we been having these conversations? This racism, unfortunately, still still exists. Um, it's still very much apparent in the game, and it's something that we having to still regularly speak about. Um, you mentioned there there was uh, a jail sentence for the for the for the Albion. Uh, well, I don't know if the supporter so called so called supporter. Yeah, I don't know if the supporter is the right word. Um, but they had a jail sentence for their abuse towards uh, Romaine Sawyer's, mm. and then there's a referral order for for this one towards Tyree Wright. And if any further offences, you say that will be, I believe, a four week uh, jail term. You do hope that these. Um, it does seem to have stepped up a little bit the, um, the the punishments and the it does seem hopefully it will act as um, as more of a deterrent because so often especially in the age of social media you can just kind of hide behind a, a faceless nameless account mm. you get that account suspended and then you set up another nameless faceless account and the cycle starts all over again but now they do seem to be clamping down on it a little bit more people are actually getting prison sentences or the 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 threat of a, of a prison sentence in this case so you do hope that that can um you know it's a shame that it's come to this point that it needs that uh to be honest but um you do hope that that can um help help deter and and lessen the racism that we see particularly on social media because it's it's um you know it's such a an easy kind of a platform to hide behind for these people who would, you'd imagine, never dream of saying these things to people's faces. But with a keyboard in their hands, they they feel uh, the feel the need to do it from somewhere. I, I don't know why. I, you, you know, you can never understand why why these things happen, but mm-hmm. uh, they do. And um, as we say, Tyreek, I think, will be coming back to the to the Banksies this weekend. He's currently with Salford. Yeah. And hopefully he gets a good reception as well from the supporters. I'm sure he will. He, he didn't. He didn't play. Uh, he didn't play in front of supporters during his time at Warsaw. That was a, uh, in the in the COVID era. Um, but um, you know, given what he experienced and you know abuse, nobody should should be sub- subjected to. Um, I'd imagine he'll be given a good reception by those uh, Warsaw fans. Yeah, hopefully he is. Um, and it's worth saying that I, th- I think social media companies need to do a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. Um, if I'm being honest, because it's it, it it's just a, a never-ending cycle at the moment. Um, and then the other story, um, a guy in Manny Month um, from his time at Tranmere Rovers. Um, he's been charged by the FA for alleged uh, homophobic abuse, which he um, denies... Um, it was said to have taken place uh, well ahead of his time um, at the Banks Stadium. He, he vehemently da- denies the allegations and is looking fully forward to cooperating fully with the FA in order to clear his name. Um, 
again, it's not something you want to you want to see. Um, no. But yeah, um, that one just kind of almost came out of nowhere. Yeah, um, the the game um, in question was back in May. Um, Tramier against Forest Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's alleged that a, a, an incident took place in the, the ninth minute, I believe, of that game. Um, something was said, and yeah, um, reference to you know sexual orient- orientation, and the FA have made a charge. Um, of course, Walsall then. Issued a statement in response saying um, that that Manny vehemently denies the allegation. As you say, look for looks forward to fully cooperating to to, to clear his name as as quickly as possible. Um, he has until Thursday, October twenty first, I believe, to mm. officially respond to the charge. I mean, these um, FA charges can be. A, a little bit drawn out at times because they, they they have the charge, they have to respond to the charge, and then I think it goes uh, to some kind of disciplinary hearing or an independent panel or something like that, um, and then the outcome is kind of um, is determined. We'll just have to see what happens um, with that one, but of course, at the minute, uh, month month has been charged, and he vehemently denies the the allegation made against him, and uh, we'll see what the outcome is. Indeed, we will. Right, um, questions, Joe. Uh, we'll get a couple in before we talk about the Salford game. First one comes from uh, Pete. Uh, who do you feel are our best central defensive partnership? Do we need to keep a settled back line despite the number of goals we're conceding? Is Leak worth a start in the league? It's a good question. I'd I'd stick to the back four that we've seen, that we saw at Exeter. Um, mm. So it would be... Hayden White at right back, Stephen Ward at left back, and then Rally Many Years and a uh, and Manny Month as the uh, as the centre halves. I mean that has been almost a bit of an enforced back four, you could argue. Um, Ash Taylor had come back in for a little bit and then has been missing the past couple of games with a slight hamstring issue, which is getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, unsure whether he'll feature against Salford, that may come a bit too soon for him, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, I would stick to many years and month. I think they complement each other better than arguably Taylor and Month do. Um, I think Taylor and Month are too similar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to, to be a proper long-term partnership, I'd argue. I, I do like them both, but I think they offer very similar things. Many years has got the better turn of pace, and I'd argue is the best well-rounded centre-half Walsall have at the club at the minute mm. um, in terms of he's got that speed he's got he's got the strength that the others have they're all strong lads they're all big strong lads they're all aerially capable um, but many years has got the turn of pace that the other two don't and he I'd argue is probably the best on the ball of the three mm. um, and he's the youngest so you know I think he's it's an interesting one with many years, though. We might have to keep an eye on this because he's on loan from Mansfield. Yeah. A league rival, which is pretty unusual. It's a bit of a peculiar situation. And Mansfield have struggled. And we saw Warsaw against them a few weeks back. Mansfield could not defend. Um, mm. Their centre-halves, I thought, were really poor. And... I'd imagine there's probably some uh, recall option there. 
I mean, we'll have to see what happens. But I don't think it, if they continue to struggle, it wouldn't be the biggest shock in the world to me if they'd look to exercise that. Mm. Um, so, but for but for now, I do think many years a month. And yeah, the fullbacks of, of of White and and Ward. I do like Tom Leake. Um, for me, though, he, he's a centre half. I think he's, he's played right back in these trophy games. Mm. Um, I think he, he looks like a centre half that's done a done a a sound job at fullback in those games. But I think his his long term future lies in the heart of the defence. I, I don't. I wouldn't. I. It's hard to know because I haven't seen quite enough of him yet to, to give a proper well-rounded assessment I've only seen him in two games but I'd argue that that is probably the best role for him at the minute just to be kind of that fourth choice centre-half if you like and to and to play these trophy minutes and and, and and build experience that way and because ultimately he's playing against teams that are either in Warsaw's division or the division above or whatever so he can get the experience that way and then hopefully be better for that in the long term. And um, yeah, Stephen Ward, I mean, hasn't really set the world alight for me yet. I mean, mm. um, I think he's been steady enough. I thought Exeter was probably his best game he's had for a good three or four weeks. He was getting forward more, linking up with Brendan Keane, and we haven't seen enough of that in, in, in weeks previous. Um, so... I would keep Ward in. I, I thought Zach Mills struggled a little bit against against um, Northampton on Tuesday. Um, useful player to have, but um, I think at the minute it would be yeah Ward White as the fullbacks and many years and month in the middle. Mm. Um, next one comes from Hayden. Are there any rumours or transfer news, or are we still silent on that front? Yeah, it's got to be quiet. Um, I mean, I know there is free agent activity happening at other clubs. Not a great deal, but there is bits and bobs here and there. Um, the last update from from Warsaw was that the, the try list had gone. Um, now try lists left in the building. Mm. Um, they, they had, they'd had quite a number of them from you know from the start of pre season, and then naturally a few went, and then a few more came in um, up until about ten days ago. Um, when yeah, they kind of that they kind of fell by the wayside. Then um, it's it's difficult, isn't it, with free agents? They, I think there's um, you're looking for somebody to come in and do an do an immediate job, and yeah. nine times out of ten, they're probably not going to do that. Um, Especially because you know they've not been training, and yeah, I guess if if if, if it's desperate times, call for desperate measures. Then maybe if if they don't pick up results over the next few weeks then we may see them uh, dip into that more so but I, I, it seems to be the way that it's going at the minute that Connor Wilkinson should be back in the next few weeks got a story coming out, out on that tomorrow but that that you know they expect to have him back soon mm. so that's another player back and a player that you'd expect to score and create um, I think it's leaning towards they think they've got enough until until January, I'd still argue they're a, they're one or two short, but I think they probably think we can we can go go forth till January, improve and, and get the best out of this group we currently have until then, and um, then look to to, to strengthen um, when they can you know sign ready made players really from from other clubs again. 
Yeah, fair point. Um, and Jimmy, with our last question, are we really a better run club under Pomlet? The ambition is there, but like always, it never transfers onto the pitch. And are we in for another relegation fight? And does our recent form come down to the lack of first team players, for example, injuries to Holden and Wilkinson? Um, okay, so the the running of the club, I'd say, is is I think the I think it's. I think it's pretty well run from what I what I can see. I, you know, Walsall aren't getting themselves into, um, you know, big financial bother. I know the the stadium, as we as we've said, it there was there's been trouble there in terms of match day operation and people thinking areas need a lick of paint. I think they're addressing those issues. I mean, some might argue that it's taking a bit, you know, it's taking taking a while, but. I think they've, they, when they make mistakes, um, they tend to front up and say that they've made mistakes. Mm. And while you perhaps um, don't want to see mistakes made and admission of mistakes, I think they're an honest, they're an honest group. I mean, I'm dealing a lot with Matt Taylor, and I must say he's been very professional and very affable you ask him a question you get an honest answer and from my perspective that's all you can ask for really mm. um lee pomley um you know is very open with supporters i mean especially compared to, to jeff bonser of course but didn't didn't say a word yeah um he keeps supporters informed on developments and and yeah i i think yeah, ultimately it comes down to wins, doesn't it? It comes down to a winning team and being and challenging in the league. But um, I don't think they'll be in trouble. Um, I know that they are where they are in the table, but I do think they've got enough about them to be comfortable in this league. I do. Um, I think they'll. I, put, I think what's telling is that a lot of these players are on two-year contracts. Yeah, and. I think they're trying to build something for for you know for for two for two years and 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 try and they're almost pressing the reset button a little bit after after what's happened over the last few years, of course. But they, I don't think they want to be in that position next summer where they're ripping up the squad and starting from scratch, scratch again. They want to have the core from this group to go into next year. Obviously, this year they'll find out what works, what doesn't, and then fine-tune that accordingly, and then hopefully you can really start to see a successful team. Um, I don't think they're miles away. And the stuff about the injuries, just to answer that last part of the question, Mm. it's hard to say because I am yet to see Rory Holden play. I heard nothing but good things, but he's only played, what is it, two games this calendar year? He's had a real rough time of it, so it's hard for me to say whether Rory had massively improved this team. What I will say, I think, is that they've, they've had enough in the team and they've had enough in the performances to win and pick up a lot more points than they currently have. Um, I think Connor Wilkinson would help when he's back. I really like Connor. I think he's a clever player. I think I'd play him on that right of that four-two-three-one. Um, I think he can be dangerous from that position, and it, it'll be a welcome addition back. Kinsella is a miss, but equally, I think Jack Ewing has really stepped up, and I think he's proven himself to be a very, very capable player in, mm. in League Two. Um, a bit of a shrewd addition, to be honest. I think he's looked really good. So, as long as Josh Labadie can keep. Keep it, keep it in check and not 
get a suspension, he can provide that energy that Kinsella would. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's it's disappointing to have players on the shelf and injured, but you're going to get that at any place. And I do think Walsall have enough in this squad, while I do think they're perhaps one or two bodies light, to, to get themselves in a decent position and, and then hopefully add some faces in January and, and we, we start to see what they're, what they're really about. Yeah, fingers crossed they can do that. Um, right, Joe, Salford next. We talked about it um, before. Um, at the Banks, 3pm kickoff, 21st place, 15th. But as I said, that, that mid-table area, anywhere, from, I mean, even from the bottom of the table, really. Yeah. Up to up to 6th. I mean, there's not the biggest you know gap in points. Um, but we'll also need to find a way to tuck away chances and, and be better in both boxes, as you said. They do. Um, it, it, Salford, obviously, we all know about them. They're class of '92 back in. They're, they're, they're financially, you know, their budgets. They, they, they pay. They pay the wages. Um, they've found League Two though a, a pretty tough nut to crack. Yeah. Um, you see that it's, for, it's not easy, is it? No, it's not. And as we've seen, you know, in Warsaw's case, it's you know the. It's a very, very competitive league. Um, I think we've seen we saw Forest Green and what they did to Walsall winning three one and, and outclassing them really, um, in especially in a in a in a you know a twenty minute spell. That I think they'll be up there, but a lot of it is anybody's game really. That there's so little to separate a lot of so many teams in this division. Um, Salford will come buoyed because they won their first away game last weekend um, mm. at, at Colchester. Um, they are, though, without uh, Brandon Thomas Asante, who scored the opener in that game. He's um, he's, a, he's suspended. He picked up two yellows. Um, and they've got a few other injury doubts. I think Ian Anderson is an injury doubt. Conor McElhenney. So they're you know attacking players that, you know, yeah, they might play, but they might not. So... Um, Ultimately, the message for Walsall is make the moments when you're on top count and don't give the teams leg ups. Um, I, I think if they if they produce similar levels to what they produced against Northampton and Exeter and, and brush up in those areas, it should result in a win. Um, I actually think they will win. <laughs> um, whether that's misplaced faith or misplaced trust, we'll see. But... Um, I do feel quite positive going into this one, and um, I think George Miller, it kind of, as I say, he's been causing a lot of problems, but I still don't think he's fully clicked yet. Mm. So, um, you know, if he can really be on it, I think he can have a field day against bounce defenses in this league. Yeah, and if you're if you're Taylor now, how do how do you set up? Obviously, you've not got Rushworth. Um, so you'll have you'll have Rose in in between the sticks, but elsewhere. Um, I'd go obviously yeah, rousing the sticks, the back four we've covered. Um, Labadee and Erin in, in in as the midfield too. Um, I'd start Emmanuel Osadebi in the ten role. I would. Um, mm. that that might not be everybody's um, you know, everybody's opinion. Um, but I think he's done enough. I think he's done enough to to say this is your opportunity now. You've got to go and stake a claim and do it on a more consistent basis. Um, he got his first goal the other night. He could have come away with an assist. He put a fantastic ball through to Tyree Shade, who definitely should have scored and dragged it wide. Um, so I think he, you know, that he's if if there's a time to give him a chance, it's now. 
I'd play Brendan Keane on the, on the left side. I think Brendan is, with every game that, that, that comes, he's getting better, um, causing more problems. I thought he was really sharp in the first half against Northampton. And then I'd probably play Kieran Phillips on the right and, and uh, George Miller up front. So that would mean Tyree Shade on the bench, who might feel a bit hard done by. But I think... Um, you know, some of the chances against Northampton in particular, he was a bit wasteful. Um, and I think his uh, pace and power off the bench could be a useful option as well for Walsall. So that would be how I'd go. Um, I, don't, I don't know if everybody would have uh, Osadibi in their team, but for me, I, I think he's I think he's worth a shot. Yeah, and I, I think after after that's again a goal. Uh, albeit in a trophy, I think he might, you know, maybe well, he, perk he, up. And, and, and against Northampton, it's against a fellow League Two team, mm. and um, it, it, he's, as I say, he's not everybody's cup of tea. There's some times where he can slow the pace, the, pace the game down um, by holding onto it a bit too long. But I thought at Exeter, he came back and chipped in defensively. Was doing some of the the in, the, the nitty gritty stuff. I saw a bit more of that from him than I have done in previous games. And as I say, I do think there's a player there. I think he, he frustrates people because you can see that and he doesn't always show it. But um, I think he's worth a shot, I do. I'll tell you what, I've got a good feeling. Come on. I've got a good Come feeling, on. Joe. I've got a good Come feeling. <laughs> Let's hope. I still feel the same at quarter to five tomorrow. But I, I, I just, yeah. I, I, have, I have got a good feeling. I, I, I don't think... They've been far away in these last two games, and as we say, brushing up both boxes. As long as they do that, they'll they'll pick up results. I think next door's dog is keen. I don't know if you've heard him. By the I know way. he's been going. He's been going for a while, isn't he? Good fifteen minutes. I don't. I don't know what next door are doing, but I'll tell you what, the dog's excited. Um, so apologies if you've been hearing that for the past fifteen twenty minutes. <laughs> um, right, Joe, that just about does us, mate. Um, unless you got anything else you want to add in, I'm going to say Warsaw two. Salford nil. We take that. Come on. We take that. Come that on. And next door's dog to to have a nap. Uh, yes. um, and my weekend will be very good. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. As always, if you could uh, rate and review the podcast on your you know podcast provider, five stars, be... nothing less. Yeah, kind reviews only, please. Uh, but it would help us massively. And if if you happen to know a Walsall fan who doesn't listen, and maybe you want to give them a little nudge and and maybe send them this podcast they might enjoy it too so from me and from Joe goodbye for now